Section 1 of Radioactive Substances. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Avai in July 2010. Radioactive Substances by Madame Sklodowska-Curie. Thesis presented to the Faculté des Sciences de Paris. Introduction The object of the present work is the publication of researches which I have been carrying on for more than four years on radioactive bodies. I began these researches by a study of the phosphorescence of uranium discovered by M. Becquerel. The results to which I was led by this work promised to afford so interesting a field that M. Curie put aside the work on which he was engaged and joined me, our object being the extraction of new radioactive substances and the further study of their properties. Since the commencement of our research, we thought it well to hand over specimens of the substances discovered and prepared by ourselves to certain physicists, in the first place to M. Becquerel, to whom is due the discovery of the uranium rays. In this way, we ourselves facilitated the research by others, besides ourselves, on the new radioactive bodies. At the termination of our first publications, M. Giesel, in Germany, also began to prepare these substances, and passed on specimens of them to several German scientists. Finally, these substances were placed on sale in France and Germany, and the subject growing in importance gave rise to a scientific movement such that numerous memoirs have appeared and are constantly appearing on radioactive bodies, principally abroad. The results of the various French and foreign researches are necessarily confused, as is the case with all new subjects in course of investigation, the aspect of the question becoming modified from day to day. From the chemical point of view, however, one point is definitely established, that is, the existence of a new element, strongly radioactive, that is, radium. The preparation of the pure chloride of radium and the determination of the atomic weight of radium form the chief part of my own work. Whilst this work adds to the elements actually known, with certainty a new element with very curious properties, a new method of chemical research is at the same time established and justified. This method, based on the consideration of radioactivity as an atomic property of matter, is just that which enabled M. Curie and myself to discover the existence of radium. If, from the chemical point of view, the question that we undertook primarily may be looked upon as solved, the study of the physical properties of the radioactive bodies is in full evolution. Certain important points have been established, but a large number of the conclusions are still of a provisional character. This is not surprising when we consider the complexity of the phenomena due to radioactivity and the differences existing between the various radioactive substances. The researches of physicists on these substances constantly meet and overlap. Whilst endeavouring to keep strictly to the limits of this work and to publish my individual research only, 
I have been obliged at the same time to mention results of other researches, the knowledge of which is indispensable. I desired, moreover, to make this work an inclusive survey of the actual position of the question. I indicate at the end the particular questions with which I am specially concerned, and those which I investigated in conjunction with M. Curie. I carried on the work in the laboratories of the School of Physics and Chemistry in Paris, with the permission of Schützenberger, late director of the school, and M. Laut, actual director. I take this opportunity of expressing my gratitude for the kind hospitality received in this school. Historical The discovery of the phenomena of radioactivity is connected with researches followed since the discovery of the Röntgen rays upon the photographic effects of phosphorescent and fluorescent substances. The first tubes for producing Röntgen rays were without the metallic anticathode. The source of the Röntgen rays was the glass surface impinged upon by the cathode rays. This surface was at the same time actively fluorescent. The question then was whether the emission of Röntgen rays necessarily accompanied the production of fluorescence, whatever might be the cause of the latter. This idea was first enunciated by M. Henri Poincaré. Shortly afterwards, M. Henry announced that he had obtained photographic impressions through black paper by means of phosphorescent zinc sulphide. M. Nivenglovsky obtained the same phenomenon with calcium sulphide exposed to the light. Finally, M. Trost obtained strong photographic impressions with zinc sulphide artificially phosphorescent acting across black paper and thick cardboard. The experiences just cited have not been reproduced in spite of numerous attempts to this end. It cannot therefore be considered as proved that zinc sulphide and calcium sulphide are capable of emitting, under the action of light, invisible rays which traverse black paper and act on photographic plates. Monsieur Becquerel has made similar experiments on the salts of uranium, some of which are fluorescent. He obtained photographic impressions through black paper with the double sulphate of uranium and potassium. Monsieur Becquerel at first believed that this salt, which is fluorescent, behaved like the sulphides of zinc and calcium in the experiments of Messrs. Henry, Nivenglovsky, and Trost. But the conclusion of his experiments showed that the phenomenon observed was in no way related to the fluorescence. It is not necessary that the salt should be fluorescent. Further, uranium and all its compounds, fluorescent or not, act in the same manner and metallic uranium is the most active. M. Becquerel finally found that by placing uranium compounds in complete darkness, they continue acting on photographic plates through black paper for years. M. Becquerel allows that uranium and its compounds emit peculiar rays, uranium rays. He proved that these rays can penetrate thin metallic screens and that they discharge electrified bodies. He also made experiments from which he concluded that uranium rays undergo reflection, refraction, 
and polarization. The work of other physicists, Elster and Geitel, Lord Kelvin, Schmidt, Rutherford, Beattie, and Smoluchowski, confirms and extends the results of the researches of M. Becquerel, with the exception of those relating to the reflection, refraction, and polarization of uranium rays, which in this respect behave like Röntgen rays, as has been recognized first by Mr. Rutherford, and then by M. Becquerel himself. End of section 1